0: Hi guys, welcome to Conversations with Elizabeth Johnston. I'm Elizabeth, and this is our new podcast. We are super excited that you have joined us and expectant about what the Lord is going to do. This is a podcast where I hope to inspire you to be salt and light and to prepare the bride for the return of her bridegroom. I also want to ask you please to share this since it's a new podcast. Really the only way we're going to get the word out is if you enjoy it, if you're inspired by it and you share it with people around you who you think will be blessed by it. Also, would you please go to my website, elizabethjohnston.org and subscribe to get my emails. I will not spam you, but a few times a week we connect with you. Um, we we keep you up-to-date on um, pressing and important issues, whether it's um, in culture or in the church. And I just ask you to follow there, uh, subscribe, because, especially because of the censorship that's going on on social media and all of the um, influencers and voices that are being purged from the internet right now. Um, if we get purged from Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, uh, if we get purged from these uh, platforms, it's very important that I have a way to continue to connect with you. So you can find my website at elizabethjohnston.org. All of our daily blog articles are there. Um, if you're interested in donating in our work, you can do it there. But just some great stuff there on the the website. And I believe we're going to be having the podcast episodes on the website as well. So I want to talk to you today about lessons I learned in 2020 as we start out the new year here. Um, 2020, wow, you were brutal. (laughs) And it was a year like no other. I mean, the Lord took me to places I never thought I'd be places I never dreamed possible. Um, and not only did just the circumstances surrounding COVID kick us all in the butt, but on a very personal level, uh, for me and my children, it was, it was a very challenging year. It was a year of, um, betrayal, attack, restructuring of relationships. It was, it was tough. It was really tough. But I will say 2020 has also been the most miraculous year of my life, and I give God all the glory for that. Um, I'm coming out of 2020, I don't know about you, but with a limp, like a divine limp that Jacob got after wrestling with God, after seeing God, Um, he came out different. We can't ever see God and come out the same way, and so, um, you know, the enemy fully Fully intended to take our family out this year, but God had other plans and what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord has turned for good, and we are super expectant about what He is going to do moving forward. Um, You know, in Jesus, when you're going through hard times like many of you have been through in the last year, Jesus is never more beautiful if you cling to Him. He's never more beautiful, and uh, if you will press into him, lean into him, and trust him to fight your battles for you, you can experience the equivalent of Red Sea miracles in your life. And let me tell you, Red Sea miracles result in red-hot love for him, and that is what he wants from us. I just have this hunger. I don't know about you all. I know a lot of churches are doing Daniel fasts right now, um, at the beginning of the new year and I, I too just had started the year with such a hunger to give to the Lord to ask the Lord what would you have me to sacrifice um, not because I want him to answer some particular prayers or I want something out of him because I mean he knows i there's there's major things going on in my life still and I need breakthrough and I need answers but my desire is just to give him thanks to give him a sacrifice of Thanksgiving. Do you know what the first thing was that Noah did after his family went through the very traumatic journey of uh, building a ginormous boat for I believe it was 150 years, being completely mocked um, and brutally maligned for doing so, and then going through the actual journey of watching everyone die on the earth except you and your family. Okay, a little bit of trauma, I would say. <laughs> and when Noah and his family exit the ark finally, after God has given them dry ground, and it's time for them to start over with a new life, you know, you'd think that the first thing that Noah might do would be to bake up some meat for his, for his or to cook up some meat for his family. And the first thing he does is he builds an altar. He builds an altar of sacrifice and thanksgiving to God, not for himself, not to consume the, the food for himself, but to say, God, look at what you've just brought me through. All I can do is sacrifice to you right now and thank you. And that's where I am right now with 2021. I'm saying, oh Lord, look at what you just brought us through in 2020. As my daughter, Anna texted me right after, um, right after the year turned to 2021, she texted me something like, mom, I can't believe it we're alive we did it (laughs) and that's really how how i uh, i feel we're alive we made it through 2020 and god did so many amazing things and so i find myself wanting to just give him a sacrifice of praise and say thank you and i want to challenge you with that uh, to start the new year out that way so i'm walking into 2021 with a lamp i'll have it the rest of my life and it is a beautiful beautiful lamp and a beautiful reminder of what God has done. And I would say that it has tweaked my focus. And what you're gonna see in this podcast moving forward is um, the same Elizabeth Johnston, the same homeschool mommy of 10 kids who is concerned about the future that she's gonna hand to her children and she's gonna fight for family faith and freedom, freedom to worship, freedom to homeschool your children, um, freedom of speech. You're gonna see that same Elizabeth Johnston, but you're gonna see how that limp, that divine limp that I have is gonna tweak my focus um, a little bit. And that's good, that's called growth. We should never stay the same. We do not serve a stagnant God. He is always on the move and we should always be on the move and listening for His voice and, uh, and growing in Him. But I will mark away, walk away from 2020 a, a markedly uh, different woman and I'm sure you can say the same. I am going to um, always be rescuing the unborn but I do, I feel like the Lord has challenged me that I need to make sure in this process that I am also being diligent about rescuing souls, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and preparing the bride for the return of her beautiful bridegroom. And so that's the tweak that, that you're gonna see. Um, you know, we don't walk through the things we walk through, the wildernesses we walk through for nothing. And, uh, we didn't go through 2020 for nothing. And he wants us to share what we've learned. So that's going to be the purpose of this new podcast. And again, please, can you share the podcast? Um, let your friends and family know, let your followers know about the new podcast, which is called Conversations with Elizabeth Johnston. So first I want to talk about, um, a lesson important lesson that i think we all learned in 2020 and uh, that was that we cannot allow fear to rule our lives and that fear is satan's language not god's language and we cannot allow fear to rule our lives there was a lot to be fearful about in 2020 there was job loss there were people around us dying there was a uh, shutdown um, you know, a lot of people are very concerned about getting forced um, to take this vaccination that was very quickly rushed, uh, which means we don't really know the potential health side effects for us down the road. There was social unrest. There was a lot of um, election drama. And, uh, you know, a, now what appears to be a, a change in leadership in our country, um, there, there's a lot of reasons to be struggling. With, with fear, and um, we've got to stay focused and remember that perfect love casts out all fear. And we want to live a life very far away from fear. Fear attracts attack in our lives, and uh, a surefire way to get attacked of the enemy, to find yourself dealing with you know, depression and uh, panic in your life, um, anxiety, is to allow fear to grip you and if you're hearing the voice of fear I can promise you that it is not God's voice in your life it is the voice of the enemy attempting to take you out and discourage you also fear is contagious and so we need to be very careful about who we are hanging with what voices we are listening to especially on social media and in um, you know on in whether you watch TV or watch typical news media We need to be very careful about the voices we're listening to and making sure that we are in the Word of God. Every day we need to be in the Word of God, listening to God's voice. And I want to go to um, a favorite passage of mine in Romans 4. Um, In verse, let's see, 19. Remember, Abraham has been promised that his seed will, um, will, you know, produce... Um, more children than the sands of the seas and his wife is like 100 years old and this is an absolute physical impossibility. I want you to stare whatever physical impossibility is in your life right now straight in the face and I want you to open up Romans 4 starting with verse 19 and I want you to say, devil, listen to this, all right? Because this is where Abraham was. He had been given a promise. It was a ridiculous promise, okay? I mean, absolutely laughable. And yet, it says in verse 19 in Romans 4, and not being weak in faith, how many know that faith is a muscle and we have to exercise it? <laughs> and we can strengthen it, just like you strengthen a muscle in the gym. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. A dead womb, guys. Verse 20, I need my glasses. But I got my lashes on, so (laughs) it's hard to read these. (laughs) He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He did not waver, guys. Lord, help us to be like Abraham, who did not waver at the impossible promise that you gave him. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, because he did it in faith, because he exercised his faith muscle and did not waver, guys, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So even when Abraham's circumstances did not line up with the promise that god had given him he did not waver in his faith and it was counted to him for righteousness i want you to think about the circumstances in your life right now that are not matching up with what you read when you read the promises of god in scripture you have no idea the stuff we're going through right now my family um i i will not share what we're going through Um, I will trust God to fight this battle for me and that has been his word to me. But if you knew what we were going through right now, you would understand that I'm preaching to myself right now. You would understand that I'm walking in this, that I'm not just preaching to the choir, okay? You look at this cute room and, you know, uh, it looks like everything's going great for me. If you only knew. <laughs> and I am standing on passages like this. I am fighting with passages like this in the secret place, in my prayer corner. I am standing on God's word, doing my best to be like Abraham and to not let my faith waver, to believe that God's promises are true. And He's given me some promises, given me some powerful, direct words, prophetic words. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I have got to not allow my faith to waver and trust God to bring those things to pass. And He is. I mean, he's, he's, He has brought so many words to pass in our lives in this, in this last year. It's been truly incredible to walk in. The next passage I want to look at real quick is uh, Mark 4. Mark 4, where we see um, a storm, of course, very well-known passage where the winds and the waves are out of control. Anybody got that going on in your own life? The winds and the waves in your life are, just feel very out of control. And you feel very out of control. Uh, You have no idea how I can relate to that. I've never been more out of control than, than right now. And it's such a beautiful place to be. In Mark 4, it says, "...and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up." This boat is filling, guys. It is. It's panic time, okay, if you want to walk in the flesh. This boat is filling. And out there in the water is not an option (laughs) with the wind and the waves. "...but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke Jesus and said to him, "'Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?' Then Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. The Lord wants to bring about a great calm in our situation. But Jesus said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? It's like Jesus is saying, I thought I already explained this to you. (laughs) You have nothing to fear. Do you not believe me? Do you question What I have spoken to you, you say you believe. Do you question me? That's a challenge to all of us. Do we believe what we say? Are we lining up with what the scripture says, that we have nothing to fear? I love in this passage how it shows us, you know, Jesus spoke. Jesus was able to sleep through this. He's able to sleep through the craziness going on. And he wants us to sleep through the craziness that's going on around us right now whether it's something very personal, troubling, traumatic you're going through, whether it's what's going on in the culture, which a lot of people are very concerned about. He wants us to be able to sleep through this. And notice that because he can sleep through it, he can also speak to it and command it to go. You, you cannot speak to what you cannot sleep through. If you're not able to rest, if you're not able to sleep in the situation that you're in with the peace of God on your life, you're not gonna be able to speak to that situation and see the victory. And so I wanna walk in that kind of rest and that kind of faith. So we talked about fear, which was huge in 2020. And next I wanna talk about how we have learned that political kingdoms are shakable, but Christ's kingdom is unshakable. Hebrews 12:28 says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, did you hear that? Any leader, any party, any, any kingdom can be toppled in a moment, in a flattened moment. <laughs> um, look how quickly Rome was flattened, which was the, the world power, the greatest world power at the time. A kingdom can be flattened in a moment, but the Word of God says that nothing will prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail against Christ and His kingdom. We have just weathered a super contentious election season. Um, Some of you maybe checked out and weren't involved. Others of us were active. Um, I decided to uh, campaign for President Trump and to throw my hat in with him. Uh, I had personally gotten reassurance from Vice President Pence that if a governor did his duty within his jurisdiction and end child sacrifice through abortion, ended the, the practice of murdering children, Um, in the jurisdiction of his state. If a governor did that, that this president would support that governor. I heard I was given that assurance from Kellyanne Conway inside the White House. And with those assurances and with the murder of unborn children being a very top issue and should be a top issue for all of us as we cast our votes, um, I decided to throw my hat in and I did ask people to vote for this president. And so I was involved and I do have um, um, close communication with the White House. They they contact me, they message me, and they ask for our assistance on certain things. And so, um, like I said, you know, I, I did ask people to vote for the president. I was involved. I can't say that I checked out. I was very involved, and um, found myself very unexpectedly at the White House a couple of times this last election season. And uh, I just think that it's important, though, even for me, to remind us once again that. The Republican Party is not the light of the world. Um, no pers- no one person, no political figure is the light of the world. The Bride of Christ is the light um, of the world. We're to be salt and light, and we're not to hide our light under a bushel, uh, Jesus told us. And the question is, are we ready? Are we being that light today? Are, are our lamps um, filled with oil? Or are we going to find ourselves so consumed and focused on the things of this world that we're not ready when that time comes uh, and when we had uh, so hoped that we would be ready to meet our beautiful bridegroom. Judgment begins in the house of God and I'm, I am glad to be hearing a lot of people right now on social media um, saying, you know what guys, as the church goes, so goes the nation and ultimately we need to own this and we need to take responsibility uh, for this. You know, um, I heard one woman say, the church is like the immune system of the nation. The, you know, the immune system protects the body. It protects the body around it. And we as the righteous, as God's people, we protect our nation. As we go, so goes the nation. You know the passage in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen that says, if my people not the world but God's people in the church who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land that's what it looks like to be the immune system of the nation and i don't think we've been getting it for the second point It is important that we remember political kingdoms are shakable. Christ's kingdom is unshakable. God's people need to be um, that unshakable people who are acting as the immune system of the nation. And the next point is uh, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart (laughs) and a major lesson that I learned in 2020, and I think that many of you did as well, and that is the power of surrender and relinquishing control. 2020 was the year that, more than ever in my life, I had to decide to relinquish control and to let God fight my battles. And because of that, it's honestly been the most miraculous year in my life because I let God fight my battles, because I let go. Um, I'm someone who likes to keep things under control. I'm a doer. I'm a fixer. (laughs) Um, And I'm, I'm accustomed to operating in that way. And... This year, I've had a lot of reasons to take control and fix things. I've had a lot of reasons to express myself with my tongue in no uncertain terms. (laughs) And God's word to me was very clear. Stand still, Elizabeth, and watch. What does watch connotate? It connotates you're kind of standing back and watching it happen, right? It connotates, they're doing something, and you're watching it happen. God said to me, stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. And that is what I have done. And let me tell you, it has been a wild, powerful ride of watching God fight my um, battles for me. There's nothing like the salvation of the Lord. <laughs> you can fix some things here and there. Yeah, you can take matters in your own hands, and you can... You can uh, You can make things happen, but there's nothing like taking a posture like Jesus took when he could squash everyone around him like a gnat. The the people that have been um, done cruel things to me this year, I I could use my platform and in one blog post, I could pretty much squash them like a gnat. I could destroy their reputation and they deserve every bit of it, (laughs) if I can be blunt with you. But again, the Lord said, stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. And when you take that posture like Jesus took, when he hung on that cross, he could squash everybody like a gnat around him. And he willingly chose to walk that road and to let his father fight the battle for him. And oh, buddy, three days later, there was a, a um, a wonderful end to that story, was there not? Do you find yourself in a helpless situation right now? A situation where you're tempted to lose hope or maybe tempted to negotiate with the enemy and give ground and territory that maybe the enemy doesn't want you to give? Um, let's look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. Here you have... Um, you have... A battle you have God's people up against a formidable enemy and it says in verse 12 they're feeling very helpless very outnumbered and they say oh our God will you not judge them for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us nor do we know what to do but our eyes are on you they did not know what to do but their eyes were on the Lord if you ever don't know what to do that is where you want to fix your gaze in your heart. And then in verse 17, God reassures them, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. So there is a positioning to do. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you you not you may not have all the horses and chariots you may not have the huge multitude but the Lord is with you and that's all you need is for the Lord to be with you man I've walked this road this year I have walked this road there have been times when I felt so discouragingly outnumbered and like there was a multitude against me And if you have the Lord on your side, if you stay innocent of evil, if you posture yourself like this, you will not need to fight. Position yourselves. Let them fight each other. I'll fight for you. Man, it's a powerful, powerful thing if we'll get out of the way. Problem is, we don't get out of the way often enough to allow God to fight our battles for us. And I think that that's been the big lesson for me this year is that there is a tremendous power available to us if we will relinquish control and get out of the way. Let me see. Was there anything else in this passage I wanted to read? No. They kicked tail. They utterly destroyed them. And the Lord, the Lord did it all. Praise God. I love that passage. Second Chronicles chapter 20. You know, it takes more strength to restrain yourself than it does to respond, does it not? (laughs) There's where the power comes, is when we have the strength to restrain ourselves. The other day, something happened. And, oh my word, I got the goods on somebody and um, I I could take action and do some serious damage against some enemies. And I was very tempted to text some people and to tell them what was going on, um, because it would bring vindication to me. (laughs) And I, um, I took it upstairs to my daughter. I texted, I wrote my text out. I took it up to my daughter. I'm telling you this being vulnerable with you. So you'll understand. I'm still walking through this, even though God has shown me, Elizabeth, just stop. (laughs) I've got this. I fight these battles better than you. I still struggle with this. So I took my text up to my daughter and, and you know, um, ran it by her I know not to send things when I want to send them I know to run them through a multitude of, of counselors um, and that's very very something that all of us need to make sure that we're, we're careful to do when we're dealing with serious issues and so I took it up to my daughter Anna and she was like mom when are you going to stop caring when are you going to stop caring about other people and, and, and what they think You know, being acceptable with God is all that should matter to you you know you can't sin this. <laughs> and so um, it's important to surround ourselves with people that will help us remember this truth that we just need to position ourselves, stand still, and watch the salvation of the Lord. When you choose to hold your peace and crucify your flesh, we activate heavenly warriors on our behalf that aren't activated, I believe, if we are handling the matter in our own flesh just like when christ was crucified he intentionally chose not to respond to his persecutors he chose to hold his peace and uh, you know this is important to remember as well in this uh, volatile uh, election time that we've gone through Uh, some people um, who some people are struggling with this some people are really wanting to respond out of their flesh and we want to um, model christ to the culture and be very careful in in this way have you ever noticed how in the situation with Abraham when God told him to sacrifice his um, son on the altar, have you ever noticed how God did not provide the lamb for Abraham until Abraham had laid Isaac on the altar? It was only then when he Abraham had let go and trusted God and relinquished control that God rescued him and his son from you know, a a terrible um, situation. God provided what was needed. He provided the fix. (laughs) And that is just truly what I've been living in this year is that God's fix is so perfect. And honestly, God's so hilarious. Like, mm. (laughs) He's so funny. I mean, the irony And the way God works and the way he moves and the way he fixes things for you if you'll get out of the way and let him fix it is just so stinking hilarious to watch. Like, think about Esther and Mordecai and Haman and all these Jews are going to be murdered and destroyed and um, Haman, the bad guy, builds gallows to hang Mordecai on, who he despises. um, Because Mordecai is a man of principle. And the wicked hate the righteous and they despise their principles. <laughs> and so these gallows that Haman builds for Mordecai, Haman ends up hanging on the very gallows that he built for his enemy. Like that is just, I'm sorry to say that's, that's like funny, but cause funny isn't the, doesn't capture the emotion, but it's like crazy ironic and powerful the way God moves. And I've just been pretty enamored this year with watching the way God moves and the way he fights um, our battles. So that's been huge for me. You know, like if you were Gideon and you had a multitude coming against you, would you rather have 30,000 soldiers on your side or would you rather have, and you know, the strength of the flesh, or would you rather have 300 men and God on your side? I mean, I honestly think a year ago, I would have answered, if I was honest, that I'd rather have the 30,000. <laughs> I'd rather have the troop. And just the backup, you know the backup plan that I'd um, i would I'd be okay because I had enough people. But, oh man, what I've learned this year is I would so, so stinking much rather be Gideon with 300 men and God on my side. Because when God is on your side, when He is fighting your battle for you, it's going to be epic. Let me tell you, we serve a dramatic God. He does dramatic stuff. The Red Sea, the plagues. I mean, He is dramatic. I love God's dramatic flair. Um, And and I've been watching it go down in, in real time this year. It's been super, super cool, super brutal, and super fun all at the same time. So I just want to say that I wouldn't change a thing, even though it's been hard. I hope you can look back on 2020 and say, I wouldn't change a thing. Look at what God's taught me, look at what he's done in me on a personal level because of what I've, what I've been through. And that brings me to what I think is my last point. And that is that in this hour and in these turbulent times, intimacy with Christ, is critical and has never been more important intimacy with him time spent daily with him in the secret place hearing his voice soaking up his word which is a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path we have never lived in times when at least in this nation when that was more critical we've got to be careful in the busyness of making sure that our social media platforms don't get deleted and making sure that, you know, we're supporting such and such who's running for office or whatever it is that we are involved in, whatever ministries we're involved in, that we are never forsaking the emphasis of having true intimacy with Jesus Christ. First Chronicles 16 says, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually He has a presence that we're to seek continually and that He wants us to walk with and carry everywhere with us that will overflow onto others everywhere we go. And He wants us to seek it continually. So we have to be careful that we don't allow ourselves to get swept up and caught up in these turbulent times and that we're not focused on seeking His presence. We must be carriers of His presence or we will not make it in these critical times. We really need a fresh revelation of this. We need a fresh revelation uh, as God's people of the analogy of the bride and her bridegroom. And just as a bride invites her bridegroom into her bedchamber to you know, know her in her most secret places and reveal the most intimate things about herself, we need to invite our bridegroom Jesus into our lives in that way, not in a physical way. But in a very intimate way um, into, you know, every secret of ours. Invite Him into our story, into our history, into our hurt, our trauma, into our relationships, into our heart to search us and try us and know us and heal us and hug us and sing over us and love on us. I mean, I've never needed it more than after what we've we've been going through in 2020 and it's critical. Um, in this hour, that we allow the Lord to know us in that intimate way. And uh, there's nothing more beautiful than being loved and held and caressed by Him. We need to be careful that we're not such cerebral Christians, and I'm all about the cerebral part of loving God with your mind. Um, That is a part of it, but are we loving Him with the other parts too? (laughs) Um, It says, love, love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And there's a heart and a soulish sense in which we love the Lord and allow him to love us back. And it's not just cerebral and it's not just through memorizing scriptures. Um, I know a lot of cerebral so-called Christians who are not anywhere near Christianity. They're not anywhere near Christ's heart. Um, It's, it's, it can be quite repulsive. in, In fact, you know, the, the, The Pharisee type Christians who attend church and and um, put their money in the altar, and they can quote the Bible back and forth. And if if Jesus was standing in front of them speaking to them, they would not know His voice, because they spend no time in the secret place. They do not actually know God; they just know about God, and just want to urge a super super caution in that area that we don't miss all that God uh, has for us. He wants us to come away with Him as a bride does with her bridegroom in the bedchamber. And as He um, says in His Word in Song of Solomon, come away with me and let's love one another. Allow the Lord to love you and heal you. These are these are important times for us to um, allow the healing touch of the Lord on our lives and for us to experience His presence in a way that we carry out into everywhere, everywhere we go. So that's what I had on my heart today to share with you. I hope it was a blessing. These are the things, the lessons that I have learned in 2020. And I would just like to take a minute to um, pray with you now. And let's pray into 2021 and ask God's blessing. Ask God to help us to cast off all fear, to help us relinquish control um, of our lives and to be carriers of his presence and never lose the focus of um, seeking his face and his presence continually. So join with me in prayer, please. Lord, we love you. We love you so much. You're everything to us, Lord. There is no one like you. No one moves the way you do. No one fights our battles the way you do. No one loves us and heals us the way you do we thank you for being so amazing we thank you for being so faithful for being such an on-time god we thank you for carrying us through the turbulent 2020 lord and we thank you for all that you did and even though all our circumstances may not be fixed and may not feel aligned just like sarah's womb was dead and didn't appear to be aligned with god's promise we thank you that that does not mean that your promises were not just as true in that moment and sure enough you fulfilled your promise and we stand on your promises right now and we thank you that you're going to fulfill all of your promises to us as well as we walk in obedience to you lord i pray a blessing on everyone that's listening right now lord i pray that you would Comfort them, that you will meet them where they are, that they will feel your presence right now where they are, experience you and encounter you, Lord. I pray you will wash over them, Lord, with your love and your healing touch, and that they would experience how much you love them. And that they would experience maybe those that have known you a little bit more on just a cerebral level. Right now as we're praying, God, I pray that they would just have a hunger and a thirst to seek your presence continually and your face continually. To not just say with their heads, I believe this, but to actually experience your presence and your provision in their lives on a very intimate level. I pray you'd fight their battles for them, oh God, in Jesus' name. You know their battles. You know what they're going through, Lord. And I just pray for breakthrough in 2020. I pray for shift in 2020 in their lives, in Jesus' name, that obstacles would be removed, that mountains would be removed, Lord, and they'd begin to walk in all of the destiny and favor that you have for them in the name of Jesus. I just want to bind, rebuke, and take authority over every every demonic spirit, every demonic plan and agenda that would want to come against those who are listening, Lord. And I pray for breakthrough. I pray for protection over them in Jesus' name, angelic protection, and God, that you will be glorified in our lives, in the lives of every one of us that are listening right now. You will be glorified and lifted up, and that we would all be carriers of your presence, throughout the year of 2020. We are expectant. We are believing you for great things, oh God. And I just ask that the things that were taught will be sealed by your Holy Spirit and will bring breakthrough in everyone's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Share this podcast episode with your friends and family so that they can benefit from it, Lord willing. And subscribe to my emails on elizabethjohnston.org and make sure that you are following me on all the social media platforms so that we can stay connected. And uh, I love you all and pray God's blessing on you.